Good afternoon, everyone. It's Allie Korman, Ed Carson with a look at the market for Friday, January 26, where this week we saw stocks back off of their highs, but we still advanced for the weekend. Yeah, solid week overall. Big week coming up. Uh, I want to take a look at three stocks doing relatively well, Expedia, Novo Nordisk, and Elastic. Yeah, sounds like a plan. And you're right, a big week for earnings coming up. We'll dig into that too. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes on the day. The NASDAQ down a little less than four tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 off slightly less than one tenth of a percent. On the upside, the Dow and the Russell up two tenths of a percent apiece. So maybe is this a, a market ed, at least for the NASDAQ here, that's gotten a little too ahead of itself. Uh, maybe a, a pause or a pullback is due. Yeah, but it wasn't like they went out deep in the water and realized, whoa, we're way too far out. It's more like it was just getting extended on Wednesday and sort of just pulled back a little bit. So I think right now we're not extended. If, if, we, if we rallied from here, we probably very quickly get there again. So yeah, we may have gotten just a little ahead of ourselves. And with that, the market had been rallying a little bit on lighter volume near the end of that. And with all the earnings coming up, it just, uh, it's a situation where, you know, there was the potential for, oh boy, you know, if things came off, but uh, so that's something to watch out for. But it's not, in some ways, I think it was healthy that we sort of backed off, but in a very modest way like this. And it's and it was fairly, fairly limited. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just agreeing with your analysis, Ed. Uh, <laughs> I, I think things overall still look very healthy. You take a step back to the weekly chart, you can see a gain of almost 1% for the NASDAQ uh, on top of a, a strong couple of weeks. Yeah, so there's nothing like it's nothing that really was negative. I mean, maybe you could say the NASDAQ closed in the lower half of its range. But honestly, after the last couple of weeks, big moves and those pre pre presented opportunities, maybe there's fewer right now. And, and there were some, there, you know, for those who bought on, say, Monday or Tuesday, some of those stocks didn't do so well. I'm not saying that they can't. Some of those stocks and Elastic was probably one of those. And we'll get to that. But some of them are bouncing back. Some of them are not. And maybe if the market has on another run, we'll those will straighten out. But so there's some of that. But uh, generally, some of this action may end up leading to, to more opportunities again, like we've had at various pauses along the way in the past couple of months. Exactly. We'll have to see. Okay, let's take a look at the other indexes. Here's the S&P 500 also extending its gains after finding support at the 21 day line. And with another gain this week, we are continuing to push into new high ground. Yeah, really wasn't much give back. It actually hit another high today. Uh, I mean, energy prices, some other areas outside of tech, probably lifting things in as well. So yeah, it's it's pretty strong here. No, no give back. And there was some more volume on this on the on the s p uh as opposed to maybe the nasdaq which was just starting to lighten up a little bit so looking very healthy that the uh, market breadth improved there was a portion where we were looking a little weak but now it seems like in this you know rsp uh you know those kind of things just a little bit of improvement uh this week after looking a little shaky to start 2024. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. On IBD Live this morning, we looked at the advanced decline line for the New York Stock Exchange at GMIAA and MarketSmith now back above that 10-day moving average. So advancers outpacing decliners and GMIAB. We'll have to see what happens with that uh, when the data from today comes in, uh, but it's right there 
So something we're watching closely heading into this big earnings week. Let's take a look at the Dow continuing its advance and this week getting above 38,000. Yeah, nice action here. And there's actually some losers. There's, there's some big earnings movers up and down. Uh, yeah. So definitely a lot going on on this one. Intel was a big loser today in the market and it still rose. I mean, it's like, we had uh, that. I mean, uh, Intel is not the biggest name, and this is a price weighted index, so this is only a $43 stock, so it didn't have that much influence. But still, still, to have a name like that coming down, coming down, and still having the Dow rally, uh, there's a it's a, a lot of strength there. Uh, and the Russell 2000 looks yeah. also showed some improvement on the other end. Uh, it was looking a little shaky for a little bit at the coming down, so uh, had a nice day, ended several weeks of uh declines and found support of the 21 day line. So nice to see this. This doesn't have to lead, but boy, it'd be really nice for it to not be falling anymore. Uh, you know, if we want to have that kind of rally, have a real sustained momentum in 2024. Mm -hmm. Yep. Still keeping an eye on that 2000 level for the Russell 2000. And next, let's take a look at zero TNX. Here's the 10 year treasury yield for the week edging higher uh, just a little bit. And we're right around some converging moving averages, Ed. Yeah. I mean, so really the economic data is great. I mean, it's like near perfect kind of situation. Economic growth is solid. Inflation is cooling and getting to or below what the Fed is looking for. We got a lot of data next week, including the jobs report. We have the next Fed meeting. The Fed isn't going to do anything, but it may drop hints since March. You know, when a rate cut's going to start, we'll start getting hints about that. Uh, but uh, this this was this is still favorable for stocks. Uh, it's not having that huge massive tailwind anymore. But this this is fine. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a look at some sector ETFs like we like to do. Here's a look at SMH. You mentioned Intel. So SMH off 2.2% uh, on Friday, still managing a gain of about six tenths of a percent for the week. IGV, what about software? We had ServiceNow earnings this week. Uh, a lot more coming next week. Microsoft among those. Well, IGV here up 1.1% on the week, now up three weeks in a row. XHB, we did get earnings from uh, DR Horton, DHI. So a little bit of a move down in sympathy here at XHB down 1% for the week, but not totally broken here. Maybe DHI not looking too good anymore, but uh, the overall group trying to hold up here. Yeah, that, it's sort of surprising because they do seem to move together and there's more than just home builders in this index, but still uh, pretty impressive that this, because DR Horton, I think is the largest home builder. And so for that to be, for the, uh, for the ETF to basically shrug it off is pretty impressive. Yeah. Decline of nine and a half percent this week for DHI. Let's take a look at XLF Financials. How are they faring? Pretty well, I'd say up 1.9% this week, coming out of a tight area and a 10-week line bounce ed. Yeah, a lot of things. Berkshire, there's banks, uh, some of the credit card companies. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in the financials that, you know, if you have lower inflation, stronger growth, it's a pretty good recipe for a lot of these uh, financials. Yes. And XLI industrials up eight tenths of a percent, also bouncing off of the 10 week after going tight for a number of weeks in a row, Ed. Yeah, you would hardly know that Boeing was a major component in this ETF. Again, another one. Again, it's I mean, it's not a 
there's only so much weighting in it, but still pretty impressive here. There's some broadening, so XLI, the ETF, and there's travel, which there's not necessarily the greatest travel ETF out there, but those those companies are coming out. We'll obviously look at Expedia in a moment. A lot of travel names are doing well. So those are areas beyond, beyond tech that yeah. are uh, doing pretty well. Yes. Well, let's segue there. Let's go to Expedia. Let's explore Expedia. Thursday seemed like it presented a potential buying opportunity for active traders with the stock up two and a half percent, clearing a little trend line here, Ed, as it bounces off of the 21 day. Yeah, nice action there. You could you could still buy it there or get above this week's highs. If you go on a weekly chart, it was also sort of bouncing this week and maybe last week off of the 10-week line, offering another reason. And now, uh, in a couple hours, this is going to show up as a flat base. So another reason. Again, this is this is perfect. I mean, really, it ran up. Okay, it's a 20% profit-taking zone, but it's even more when you think about from where down yeah. to that base. Huge run. And then basically not to give up anything, not really, and pausing right here and starting to move. Uh, the volume dried up. I mean, look at us as... You know, look at all those skyscrapers, you know, as Arnie, Arnie uh, Guterres likes to say from Marketsmith. Uh, and, uh, so nice action there. Earnings are in a couple of weeks. We do have a number of other companies, like I think Royal Caribbean out there, but not necessarily direct competitors. Mm. There. So there are some travel names that will be reporting before. Uh, so there's a little bit of time. But uh, just something to note, but nice action here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely a compelling setup there. Let's also take a look at NVO. This is Novo Nordisk. Went tight for three weeks in a row, now reversing higher this week, up 1% right after touching the 10-week line. We do have earnings next week here, Ed, for NVO. So we'll have to see as this weight loss drug fad or paradigm shift, whatever you want to call it, uh, continues to grow, it'll be interesting to hear what NVO has to say on the call. Yeah. I mean, this was really nice technical action. It's not going to be the stock that goes surging all the time. I mean, occasionally it had some spikes, but you know, found support right where you'd like. It was also the 21-day line, got back above the buy point today. You know, you could use this tight area as an additional entry if you wanted to on top of that, I mean, I suppose. Uh, yeah, the earnings, one reason I'm bringing this one up, even though it has earnings, is that there's a whole lot of companies, but I was, you know, the mag there's a bunch of Magnificent Five, seven companies reporting. There's also AMD. But this one is actually sort of actionable or close to a buy point. Most of the others are extended. And wanted to look at this. And there's also Eli Lilly, which obviously is probably going to take its cue to a, some extent on NVO. It has earnings the following week, but it also reclaimed the buy point today. Uh, so these are two giant companies combined, they're about a trillion dollars worth of uh, so uh, of, uh, value there. So a lot of interest there. And also, if you have to think about two themes that are this year and last year, it's AI, but it's also weight loss drugs. I mean, probably the two biggest transformational technologies out there. So NVO mm -hmm. and Eli Lilly, really important. Yeah. Uh, Ed, uh, a little Freudian slip there, Magnificent Five. Uh, who besides <laughs> Tesla would you kick out? I wouldn't take out any others. I mean, I, yeah, Tesla, you could argue to take that out, but uh, no, the other six are super. <laughs> Sounds good, Ed. Okay. Last but not least, let's take a look at ESTC Elastic. Are you ecstatic about Elastic? Uh, <laughs> we are seeing it pull back in here a little bit, but it's still hovering right around a buy zone. Yeah, and a lot of stocks sort of did this, you know, it was already in a buy zone. So it was in a little better position than some of these others where some other stocks sort of peaked out into early entries on Monday and then they pulled back. We saw a number of them do that. So this is in a better spot. 
Uh, it's not the worst thing because it was somewhat extended from the 50-day line. So if it just pauses a little bit longer or the 21-day line, so, but you probably could enter this if it got back above the buy point using today's low or the 21-day line, which honestly by Monday is going to be pretty close to that, uh, you know, as an entry. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Amazon or some of these other names, these big tech giants that may be customers, uh, if they would, uh, you know, if they'll influence Elastic or just the fact that all these earnings mm -hmm. come out and will swing it. Uh, this one, look, it has, you know, the, it has solid revenue growth, really big earnings growth. As you see that it's really swung into profitability, uh, you know, just just now, you know, in the last year or so. So that's often a positive, a huge move, sort of like Expedia making that pause now. And you know, seeing if it's there, it wouldn't be the worst of it. It could be that this waits a while, or even pulls back and sets up again. So, it, but it's definitely uh, one to watch. You know, uh, you know, because growth of that that kind of growth and that kind of technical action uh, means you should be watching it, even if even if it's one that you don't buy right away. Yeah, I definitely agree. So you alluded to it, Ed, earnings season. We have major, major reports that we're going to get with the big tech companies, but also outside of tech, of course. And so this could potentially be a week where we see ripple effects with results not only impacting these companies that have heavy weightings in the major indexes, but also whether it's industry group wise or even thematically AI uh, being a key theme there, of course. We could see those ripple effects across the market. Yeah, I mean, these five companies of the Magnificent Seven that are reporting next week, they alone have 10 trillion in market cap. So you combine that and then there's all the chips, all the software, all, you know, cloud, you could see a lot of swings. So you definitely want to be paying attention to it. Even if you don't own any of those companies, they could have a big impact directly on your stocks or just the whole market. You could see some up and down swings. A bunch are coming out on Tuesday, then a bunch on Thursday. So you could see some ups and downs during that week. So wouldn't be the worst thing if the, you know, maybe with that, with the Fed on Wednesday, with the jobs report on Friday, and, you know, investors might just want to just sort of step back and wait for a few of those days and see how things shake out. Uh, it could be that there's a lot of opportunities as a result of these, of this news. Uh, and, but at the same time, you also want to, so you want to be ready with your watch list, but also if things go south, you want to be ready with your exit strategy for individual stocks and your, and your overall portfolio. Exactly. Man, Ed, you're going to be a busy guy next week. <laughs> it's going to be a busy week. It's going to be a really busy week. All right. And then just one quick reminder for, for traders in terms of handling existing positions, heading into earnings, thinking about profit cushion, and, and I guess, honestly, to conviction, whether you want to be locking in some or trying to hold through earnings, looking at the options market, trying to see what sort of move up or down uh, is priced in. How are you going to be handling next week uh, with your personal account? I generally tend to follow the rule, like if I have a 10% cushion, I generally will hold on to things. And, uh, and so that's, that's generally what I'm going to be doing. If I'm less, I'll probably take some partial profits in some of those things. Uh, I have to look through everything because there's a lot, lot coming in the next week or two or three. So, but that's generally what I do. But you know, it depends. Yeah, it depends very much on your style. It depends on your concentration. Obviously, if your entire portfolio is, say, in in Amazon, you know, and you've got a three percent. 3% cushion, you might just want to take a little <laughs> bit off the table. So there's all sorts of things in there. So yeah. you have a lot of different factors. That's generally what I do is, is look for that 10% rule of thumb. And obviously, sometimes you can get burned even with that. But uh, that's usually enough that over time, that's going to work out. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ed. We'll be watching closely. Thanks for, I think in advance for you and your team's uh, hard work next week. That's it from us for this week, everyone. And we will be back on Monday morning with more on IEBD Live, investors.com slash IEBD Live for all the details on that. We'll see you there Monday morning, 10 minutes before the opening bell and looking forward to interacting with you all next week. It'll be fun. Investors.com slash IBD Life for all the details. We'll see you there. And we'll also see you Monday back here after the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.